What's up, Pot Licker fam? Pot Licker chat. <laughs> we back for another episode. Yeah. Oh, we feeling another episode. We kind of lit. Yeah, we are. Yeah. yeah. Season two. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to dive right in. Um, Me too. It's about a show, and I'm a big, big, big fan of. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited this for This is a show pre the, you know, protest. Pre protest. So, it's like we got two good, good, good seasons of the show. Pre protest? Uh, well, the strike. Oh, 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 yeah. 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 Pre protest? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it was like, so as I said protest, you look like, what? Okay, what are you talking about? PR stuff. What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. So, an amazing show, as you were saying, mm-hmm. um, which the show, for me, touched a lot on feelings. And since, you know, Pot Like a Chat, we talk about food. Food definitely give you feelings. Yeah. Right? Um, I associate food with a lot of different things, travel, music, it all, and the bear of the episode. So I wanted to kick it off with our new season of asking you, like, Kiki, what you craving? Something warm and, like, hearty. Mm. I actually ended up making a soup a couple of days ago. Okay, soup. And it just kind of coincides with the weather. It's kind of cold and a little gloomy. Yeah, Um, yeah. Certainly a lot of of wind, so if you know. And I feel like chili is... You know, a little, the food actually yeah. is a little too heavy for right now. Okay. The soup is just like Because we ain't all the way, I feel like soup is more winter, you know, when it's mm-hmm. super, super, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We fall right now. Yeah. A little light jacket, a little rain, razzle dazzle, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Cuddle with a blanket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can feel the soup. Yeah. I feel that. Okay. So you, you made a soup and I'm, I actually made two soups in the past <laughs> couple days. <laughs> I've been definitely fucking up some soup, so... That's how I'm feeling. I'm just feeling warm, cozy, mm-hmm. um, just in my in my bag. Cause this podcast lit. Cause do you hear us? You hear the sound? <laughs> you hear the sound, baby? We done upgraded. So this season two, I'm ready to get to it. Pot like a chat. Kitchen muse for the kitchen this muse episode is going to be uh, the amazing television show that we called the Bear, yes, the Bear on FX. We love that show. Bear is definitely giving something that I'm waiting for the next season. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's must-see TV. Um, it's addicting. Yeah. It's fast-paced. Culinary aspect yeah. of the show is just spot on. It's like a collection of my heart racing at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm kind of hungry. It's brilliant. It really yeah. is. Amazing the way that show. they're able to perfectly marry technique, you know, mm-hmm. skill, passion in the kitchen with, you know, the real anxiety inducing yeah you know um fast-paced type of environment i love it i love it and i a good tv for me right uh, lately has just been tv that kind of like gets you all in your feels like you up and down you feel like it's predictable but yeah no definitely far from predictable yeah. to me this show is um and it's doing a really good job i think at showing food and showing the yeah. culinary space and mm-hmm. showing the different people who make up the culinary world mm-hmm. right it's a, it's oftentimes very easy to forget about the people who are in the kitchen cooking your food the bear was created uh by a sibling duo yeah. right christopher kept and, it in the family mm-hmm, courtney store uh christopher is the creator and director mm-hmm. um and then courtney store is the culinary producer she's also a chef and she's killing it yeah what about the show you said it was addicting. So, like, 
what about it has that addicting quality about it to make you like want to be keep watching every season for me the most addicting thing about the show is the dynamic between the characters yeah right mm-hmm. so the way that they play off of each other right the way that they interact with one another when they're in the kitchen when they're those relationships the yeah yeah it's very much so you know relatable mm-hmm. and it's very much so like I see myself in that same place. I have no desire to be a chef. But but <laughs> like, okay, the pressure, on, chef. Uh-huh. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The pressure, the the anxiety, the desire to put your best foot forward, the yeah. passion that mm-hmm. they have, all of them, everybody from Tina to Ibrahim yeah. to Marcus, Marcus, everybody mm-hmm. on that show, Carmi, Sydney, yeah. they are all so passionate about what they're doing and yeah. the food that they're bringing to the table and the experience that they want to craft, right. you know? And even Carmi and Sydney and- getting them to care about yeah. the experience right. that they can create for some people. Like, what was your most um, inspirational dish that, that they made? Like, Ooh. what dish inspired you the most from the show? For season one, it would be like that original little like meatball sandwich or whatever it was. Okay. I can see myself like devouring something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, season two recently, I would say my most inspirational dish from the season was when Marcus learned the, the little dessert dish he made. For me, the technique in him practicing like for multiple days at a time just to get a technique not the just the flavor of the dish the technique of how to place the dish mm-hmm. i would really say that dessert he really had to like put like, prep into learning how to perfect that um that technique and during that time i mean my man i mean spoiler alert my man's you know mom was ill you know what i'm saying and he all the way in you know in a whole nother country mm-hmm. And he was passionately coming to work every day, going through those battles, and he fucking killed that shit. I mean, I definitely tried that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, um, we ended up going to a little pop up place. Yes, yeah. we did. <laughs> and we tried. Well, there was like a, a local restaurant who was inspired by the dishes that were um, on the show, yeah. and so they kind of did their take on it. Yeah, they did. And um, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. I made sure that I chose all of Sydney's dishes. Um, oh, that was, your, that was your thing? Okay. Yeah, because she's the one who I'm most inspired by okay. on the show. I'm absolutely obsessed with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I I just love her journey. Yeah. You know? Don't you feel like I've you've been seeing her pop up a lot more? And, like, maybe of noticing, well, for me personally, of noticing her and newer projects but also like projects i didn't realize she was already in io atabiri yeah oh yeah for sure yeah yeah for sure right for sure yeah. and i love that she's a new um i just went to go see her movie bottoms and it was fucking hilarious yes um, so yeah but i just i love her character i love what she's bringing to the show yeah so refreshing to get to see a black woman who is deeply passionate yeah about what she's doing right and the mark she can make mm-hmm. and daring daring to live you know her life on her own merits right. and create the career that she wants for herself girl said he chose deliberate yeah she you chose. know she, she said i'm gonna leave this illustrious position to put my trust in you because i see the potential and of what we can really do so yeah. let's do it i'm gonna do my half because she's definitely <laughs> doing her shit right like it's season one she i feel like was you know taking some time to like speak up well she had to her. learn from carmy yeah you know? she did like he was the she one did. he's the celebrated chef yeah so yeah. she was coming fresh out of culinary school 
And after, like she said, working for UPS, which was <laughs> dope, um, I just like, she's so badass, yeah. you know? I fucking love that about her. Yeah. But, um, you know, she had to learn. And that's the thing. Like, she wasn't afraid to put herself in a new position. She wasn't right. afraid to humble herself right. before, you know, her career so that she could have what she wants and be who she wants and, and master, you know, her her technique. So, I, mm-hmm. I she's, she's my girl. I she really, her. like, stood in that decision of making that choice to invest herself in this place mm-hmm. and just soak up everything to the point where like when you make decisions sometimes that in life sometimes it's hard to like stand up to people and be like yeah i did make that decision because she had a couple people trying her like what you doing mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it that we don't see mm-hmm. you know so Even her dad yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah and that could be hard. So and I that's and he's that. the whole reason why she chose the bear, right? Because <laughs> he used to eat there all the time. So yeah, that's why she chose that restaurant. So no, I I I love her journey, and um, I'm very very excited about uh, this next season and hopefully the future of the show, especially now that the writers yeah. have reached a, a mm-hmm. temporary agreement. Agreement, yeah. We should be getting some more of the bear coming soon. Yeah, that would be exciting. Um, then you make a dish. Off the show? You made yes. Sunny's omelet, right? Yeah, no, I know. Of course. <laughs> I made her omelet. <laughs> and it was amazing. It was very, very delicious. Um, I actually don't eat chives often. So, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Love so, them. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a very, a very amazing addition to it. Um, it's funny because that borson cheese, which yeah. was pretty tasty, mm-hmm. it reminded me of, uh, it was my first time having it. Oh, okay. And so it reminded me of uh, the old school onion dip. French oh. onion dip. Oh, the old school French <laughs> onion dip. In the can with yeah. the plastic top. Yeah. Fucking it up. It kind of reminded a, me a of A dip all of my fingers. All of my fingers. <laughs> exactly. And the fact that there was chips that yeah. you had to crumble on yeah. top like, to give that amazing textural crunch. Yeah. Um, it was definitely reminiscent of that. It was like, oh, okay. Now I see why she chose this dish as like, yeah. you know, not only a filling dish yeah. for, you know, um, Sugar, who's pregnant, but also as just like a nostalgia, you yeah. know, to just like a comforting dish that is just like relax and enjoy and indulge and eat. Because it was buttery, baby. Yeah. And it's very creamy and very rich. So, no, it was, it was really fucking good. Well, let's go ahead and slide into that shit. Hey. Okay. So this week we got another. VSU alum college friend, actually, from the ATL, um, Pierre Montana. He is the owner of Barrio ATL. So shout out to him. Mm-hmm. So I pulled up on him. It was a real impromptu little visit. Because, honey. Okay, so I didn't really get to, like, dive in, dive in like I wanted to as far as, like, try multiple dishes. It was an impromptu pull up. in the Cascade Heights Plaza. Um, and got me some chicken burrito tacos, man. Um, first off, I pulled up at 11 a.m. So, um, you know, I just picked up, it's a, one of the popular dishes. That's pretty much like before he like got the spot, he was doing like, he kind of like zoned in on his skill set of doing the burrito tacos, like chicken, beef, all types of different kinds. Um, so I, I tried that dish, got a little cocktail and, I mean, for me to be the first, well, second, it was somebody already there chilling, but for me to be like the, you know, one of the first few customers you first enter, uh, customer service was there. I mean, first of all, Pierre was back in the back, you know what I'm saying, hooking up the meals. But Bart's from bartender, greeter, server, all them, 
it was um a real good vibe and so he does brunches so brunch look like it be lit i see him on the gram with the brunches mm-hmm. um and i feel like it's a, another special night that he has like a, maybe like a taco tuesday um and he also does some catering mm-hmm. um the chef there that does some catering there so uh, you gotta we gotta do a plan visit next time and i know it'll be good to kind of like uh, pull up on them again. Well, so how was the food? Oh, it, the chicken burrito tacos? Mm-hmm. Fire. Like the, um, so the little aju pot, like a consomme juice he had for the dipping, um, was really good. Like it was heavy on the red onions, um, and cilantro, but like I love red onions. So how was for me, I can do that. Cause I'm thinking like with BDA, it's usually slow cooked. So like, mm-hmm. what was the chicken? Like how was it? Was it shredded? It was, was it- juicy. So it definitely was shredded chicken. So it wasn't like no, you know, thick cut breasts or nothing. It was like a marinated chicken and just kind of melted in the cheese and that, that extra fried cheese crisp that was on it. Perfection. Juice dripping. Just all in my mouth. It was, it was really good, really good. It was a good little, I wasn't trying to do too much type of vibe. And I got some, um, salmon bites. There was like some salmon, I guess. Those were pretty good too. And usually I've had salmon bites that are like dry in the middle and stuff like that. He had a bomb ass sauce. Um, also, and it was juicy fried uh salmon bites the sauce gave me some mambo type vibes Mm. a a dc vibe which is you know wow because i was in atlanta so but it was a a a mambo but like a a light a lighter it was as thick of a red coloring in the sauce it was like a lighter sauce like it could be like a sweet and sour Mm -hmm. but whatever that spicy sauce with the salmon bites was amazing then salmon bites were so good that First of all, I wasn't even that hungry when I went, so I was just like trying to be cute and grab a couple more things. So the salmon bites, I probably was able to eat too, because I was so full from the the three Bria tacos I had. Mm. I ate them salmon bites cold, and mm. for anybody who don't know me, know me now. I don't eat cold ass food, especially cold fried food. Yeah, but uh, I was you know in Atlanta for the weekend, chilling in the hotels, and ain't had no damn microwave, so ah uh, okay, I ate them bitches cold. Mm. With the sauce. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I'm definitely going back to Bria. But right. Pulling up. Yeah. I'm gonna pull so up what's the name here. of it again? Bria, ta- Bria, Bria ATL. Bria ATL. Okay. Bria ATL. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Go check the Bria ATL Pierre Montana out. Because um, that shit hit. I did not mean to do that. Yes, you did, because it's your favorite part. It's your favorite segment. (laughs) Let's get into this culinary technique of the week. Yes. So, of course, um, this culinary technique is probably going to be my favorite of all techniques, primarily because I use it the most out of anything. And... As you know, our culinary technique of the week is sauteing. Yay, sauteing. Um, so sauteing is a method of cooking that uses a small amount of oil or fat in a pan over relatively high heat and it gives you a nice little sear, a nice little caramelization, mm-hmm. and a beautiful cook on veggies, meats, you name it. You name it. Yeah. It's the beginning of the creation of the burst of flavors from whatever you're cooking. Hell yeah. It's, for me, it's always onions and garlic. Um, I get me a little bit of olive oil or whatever oil I'm feeling that day. Mm-hmm. And that's the aroma that gets going. That's when people are like, oh, you're cooking? From that. 
that, yeah. that sauteing right there. Mm-hmm. Ain't shit done. Yeah. But you smell what's exactly. about to go down in this kitchen. Mm-hmm. So sauteing is very important. For sure. Um, it's definitely a classic French technique, um, hence the name saute. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's used in pretty much every cuisine across I the world. So too. Yeah. Um, especially like I know I love it in Asian cuisine. They mm-hmm. saute using a wok you know, over mm-hmm. extremely high heat, which a, which a wok is designed to be able to withstand. I think they're usually made from carbon steel. Uh-huh. So they can withstand incredibly high, t- high temperatures. Yeah. And the thing about sauteing is the fact that that high heat and that caramelization that's happening, mm-hmm. it unlocks the umami in a dish. Mm. And we all know that umami in a dish is key to making us feel that savory experience Mm. and that it's definitely something that you know or sauteing at least is definitely something that unlocks a lot of deep flavor (laughs) so (laughs) it's definitely one of my favorite um favorite techniques you know and i don't have a microwave so the way that i reheat food most oftentimes is very quickly mm -hmm, and high heat over the stove yeah so it's definitely like my go to method yeah especially when i need to especially because i work from home mm-hmm. so when i want to c- create a quick meal whether it's breakfast or something quick for lunch yeah. i can get in there and Sauté whatever real quick. exactly yeah. whatever i have on hand salmon chicken yeah. you know like especially like i like um like chicken breasts like the really thin cutlets mm-hmm. and i just saute it real quick make a quick, cute little chicken pesto sammy and be on my way. And it's just super delicious. Lots and lots of umami. One thing that our listeners should know is that sauteing skill level, ladies and gentlemen, it's a child can do it. My child does it. Nice. She she, she, she be in it. She be sauteing. (laughs) Anything. (laughs) And I'm like, no. You didn't make an egg? (laughs) 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 She do. She do. She do. I love it. Sauteing is like this, like, it's... Step one, I feel like. Maybe mm-hmm. not even a step, almost. It's yeah. like organically what you do to kind of even start any type of like cooking action that mm-hmm. you're doing. Um, and 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 I was going to say that you mentioned a wok earlier. So it, you can really saute in any type of dish. Yeah. It can be a frying pan. It can mm-hmm. be um, cast you know, iron. a cast iron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love cast Me iron. Too. I particularly like to use butter in cast iron. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Nice. That's, yeah. yeah, and I know you're a big fan of duck fat. Yes, or, duck yeah. fat. That's my that's my girl. Any anything, mm-hmm. anything. I actually the other day, what did I make? I made I can't even remember, but I know I I took out a little duck fat and I put it. Oh, that's what it was. I made um I made a uh, uh, bok choy. That's oh, what it was. Oh, yes. yeah. So I had chopped up. I had was making a um I was making a, like a little bowl or whatever and I got a little carried away with all the veggies that I had mm-hmm. and so I was I had cooked everything up and still had this bok choy left over and I'm like what am I gonna do with this yeah. you know so I just ended up uh chopping up some shallots some garlic some ginger mm-hmm. and some scallions nice took a little dollop of duck fat threw it in the pan nice as soon, as soon as that those aromatics hit that duck fat, mm. the fragrant smell Ooh. that hit the fucking room. Oh my god! What Kiki is cooking? Okay, <laughs> that that the just the, the aroma. Yeah, it was intoxicating mm-hmm. immediately, and mm-hmm. then I threw the the. Um, bok choy over in there nice sauteed it up i added a little bit of um chicken stock yeah. just to help with the steaming mm-hmm. 
and oh my god that it was like flavor town oh yeah. i added some um some chili flakes too oh I love and chili so flakes. just to you know for the for the spice oh I love chili good. oil too yes what's your favorite um, chili oil brand brand yeah Ooh. or do you make your own um i have not made my own chili okay. oil yet i have who's not. your favorite then um i don't think i have a favorite brand because okay. i've only tried two who you remember yeah, it was the store. It was Trader Joe's. Okay. And um, Wegmans. Okay. Yeah, the chili oil. And so I like Trader Joe's because they actually have like the chili flakes in it. Ooh, nice. Um, but Wegmans is like, it's, you definitely can taste the spice of the chili oil. Yeah. But there's like, and, and and it's red. It has the tint of, you know, red yeah. and the oil. But there's no like chili oil. Like you don't see the flakes. Oh. Um, but that pow, like. But the flavor is oh, from from jump from like okay. from whatever utensil you're using to put in your mouth uh-huh. or close to you the sense all the sensories is getting it wow yeah so I don't use it like heavily the one okay. from Wegmans um but I love the one from Trader Joe's because I put it in like noodle soups I cook with it and all that stuff like that yeah so, so it's a milder yeah it is okay. much more, much more mild okay. which is you know um I guess kind of like not expected because mm-hmm. like you can see the chili in it mm-hmm. um but yeah that weapons one baby if you don't like spice mm-hmm. go and put it down see i love to add a little chili oil so anything that i'm that i've sauteed really yes okay. i i am trying to get my hands on that was it momo fuku chili oil okay. yeah it's a momo fuku i think is a restaurant up in new york city if i'm not mistaken i might be wrong about this so i'm gonna edit it out if i am but David, <laughs> what is his name? His name is, his first name is David. I can't think of his last name, but he's a famous chef and mm-hmm. he owns that restaurant and they have, mm-hmm. they have, it's so popular and the food coming out of that place is yeah. so good. The products coming out of it. Mm-hmm. They've got dumplings, soup dumplings. They've got noodles. They've got this chili oil crisp. Okay. They've got all kinds of stuff coming, that, uh, products that are based on their most popular selling items in yeah. the restaurant in New York City. And one of their most popular selling um, items is this uh, noodle dish. Yeah. And it has the chili crisp on it. Nice. But if you go on social media, everybody's using the chili crisp mm-hmm. uh, oil from there to add and to enhance other dishes. Mm. And so, like avocado toast and you name like it. That. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was buy chili crisp oil from this uh, Chinese market, street market mm-hmm. in. Uh, well, it's, it's, that's the name of it. It's called the Chinese Street Market. Okay. It's inside of Union Market. Okay. And so I was getting theirs. And it's very good. The flavor is there. Mm-hmm. But it's not like really punched up the way that folks have described the chili crisp from Momofuku. Okay. So that's why I'm really interested to get my yeah. yeah, because okay. I love to saute eggs in the morning. Like my favorite mm-hmm. thing is I eat duck eggs. So I eat a, a duck egg mm-hmm. and wheat toast. Okay, I'm right back. Duck eggs? Like yes. the ones they were doing the challenge and they was eating like the decayed stinking. No, 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 no. Okay. Because no, no. I was about to say friend. No, no, no. We need to have a conversation. No. Okay. <laughs> they were just okay. raw duck eggs. Okay. Totally okay. raw. All right, cool. And no, and and no, none of the embryos developed at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Fully cool, raw. Cool. Um, but I, mean, I no I, disrespect to people who culturally eat that. That's yeah. Thing. I actually, it's called what is it? Balut, and I actually want to try it. Do you? I do. I do. <gasps> that I should do. be a challenge. I know, you right? Do that. I definitely okay. want to try. I'm going to be cheering um, you on. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but no. So, 
the duck egg, I usually typically use it for cooking. They're okay. big fat eggs. Okay. And they are so, and, the, and I get the pasture raised one and that yolk is just so gorgeous. Mm. And it's so much egg that you don't like need to or anything like that, oh. especially because I'm on a high protein diet. Mm. So I can just do one a slice of wheat toast mm-hmm. and a little chili crisp on top you know mm-hmm. saute it in my cast iron add a little chili crisp on top super amazing i eat that breakfast every morning with a smoothie nice so i want to get my hands on that momu fuku chili crisp and i find start, that for you yes mm-hmm. and start adding it to my saute dishes okay so that i can you know live my best life oh, and elevate okay. my my flavor profiles so yeah yeah We'll see how a sauteing can go from chili oils to (laughs) the next step, the next step. But no, truly, sauteing is like a gateway into like a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, um, Cultures that make sulfritos or like different like, you know, seasoned. Mm -hmm. um, You saute those vegetables before you blend them. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, like I said, step one Mm -hmm. into getting in that kitchen. It's, It's excellent in terms of helping you build flavor. Yes. Right? Because, again, because it unlocks that umami. Mm-hmm. Like, the number one thing, like, when people are making, like, gumbos or yep. any sort of stew Roos. or anything like mm-hmm. yeah, you saute your aromatics first yep. to bloom them, right? Yep. Unlock that flavor, unlock that umami, mm-hmm. and then proceed to cook with it, whether you're making a ragu sauce type right. of a thing. And it just adds so much depth of flavor, so much balance, just so much um, body mm-hmm. to a dish. So, yeah, for sure. Sauteing is is crucial, a crucial yeah, so beginning step. Get that technique and get in the kitchen and start sauteing some things. Let us know what you create. Yes, yes. Tag us in your videos and your pictures and stuff on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. We want to see what that is. What's up, fam? Thank y'all for tuning into Pot Look at Chat. Make sure y'all subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate the show and leave us a review. We want to hear from y'all. So leave us your suggestions for that shit hit and culinary technique of the week. Also, check out our Instagram and TikTok pages at Pop Look at Chat for bonus video content related to that shit hit and our culinary technique of the week. We hope y'all are out there eating good. Till next time.